Hey, hey, sister. So excited to come to you guys today with a very special guest. We have Shan from the Holistic Moms podcast joining us today. And it was such a fun, like mind-provoking conversation around motherhood and identity, especially as we shift into different roles and seasons of life and thinking of just who we are in Christ in that and idolatry, all these amazing things. Okay. So you guys are going to love it. And before we get into it, um, man, I know, I know where you're at. All right. You're wanting to get pregnant and you're feeling a little bit apprehensive about whatever this learning to chart thing is, or will lifestyle changes really make a difference? You're worried that it might not be worth your money. It might not give you the answers that you need. And I'm here to tell you, no, 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 no. Okay. You guys, my course fertility framework, it is out to the world. Like you totally need to go do it. It is really, it's going to teach you how to finally understand your body through an evidence, evidence-based method in God's design by charting and how to actually support imbalances that we are going to observe through your charts. And supporting those imbalances is as simple as making tweaks based off of your hormones, your cycle history. Okay. And like the way that I do this is with God at the center of every single change, because I really want you to think about what your next step is. Your next step could be going to that fertility clinic that's going to involve medications, synthetic hormones or injections, forceful and invasive treatments, some unnecessary and not fun intercourse instructions for you and your husband that will probably put a strain on you if you go a different route, right? Like if you're going to go the route of the fertility clinic. Um, not to mention, you guys know how much that costs. Like I know you're, I know you've paid it. I know you have looked into it. I know you've checked to see if insurance covers it. It's like five to thirty thousand dollars, depending on what kind of fertility treatment you do, with only a chance that it'll work. And like that's a lot. And so I just really want you to stop and think and pray and ask your husband, like, like, can we try this thing from home with the help of Becca, who's been through this journey? And um, don't you think like this is a better place to start, a better investment of your money to get the tools that you can use to support your body and fertility for life and like actually figure out why this isn't happening or why the miscarriage happened and how can you support it to not happen again or to be able to get pregnant healthfully. Okay. So yes, this is what you've been looking for. <laughs> like I want you guys to come to my fertility framework course so that I can show you how to understand your fertility and your hormones today and for the rest of your reproductive years. All right. Um, so you guys can go to beccayon.com slash course right now and check it out. You can do it with me DIY, do it on your own, go through and get like everything I know in the most beautifully organized, biblically centered fashion possible, or you can do it VIP and let me hold your hand and walk through this journey with you. You get coaching calls with me. You get one-on-one -on -one support with me inside of a Google classroom, and um, I'm going to be by your side the whole way. So go to beccayon.com slash course and go check that out. Just go do it. You know you need to, <laughs> but really pray about it, guys, and listen to the Lord because this is, this is going to be awesome. All right. So without further ado, um, let's get into this interview with Shan. I appreciate every single one of you who have left a review, and if you have not yet, please do so. And let's dive into today's episode. 
Hey sister, welcome to For the Love of Hormones podcast. Do you have a desire to get pregnant in God's design and be free from the pressure of going straight to IUI or IVF? Hey, I'm Becca. While I was blessed with two children, I then suffered from three miscarriages. I too felt emotionally wrecked anytime I was around a pregnant friend. I wanted to understand God's design for my body and how to care for it naturally, but I just kept telling myself that it was too complicated and I needed to be content with my circumstances until I found the answer, hormone health and tracking. In this podcast, you will find answers to all of your period, ovulation and cycle questions so that you will be able to find the path for getting pregnant in God's design. So sister, for the love of hormones, put that pregnancy test stick down and grab your Bible, matcha green tea and a journal because it's time for a come to Jesus and hormones meeting. girl. So we have a very special guest today. Her name is Shan Wright. And let me just, um, we're just going to kind of dive in here. And before we dive in with Shan, I just so you guys know, like she is the podcast host of Holistic Moms. And she's truly amazing. I just got done interviewing on her show. It was super fun. And I just want to open up um, this episode to the Lord. So I'm going to open us up in a word of prayer. And we are going to just hear Shan's story of how he led her into this world of like holistic health, which listeners, I know you all want to know more about. So let's lift this up to the Lord. Father God, we just come before you and I thank you so much for allowing us to discuss today. I pray for your blessing and anointing on the episode that Shannon and I just recorded on her, on her show. And God, I just lay this, um, lay this episode before you that, um, you would guide and direct every word that we speak and the topics that we delve into. And, and I pray Lord for encouragement and conviction for the woman listening that she'll be, they will be encouraged by Shan's story and also convicted on anything that you are pressing them to do or tweak in their life. Um, thank you, Lord, for allowing us to record and allowing us to um, pretend like we're sitting at coffee with a bunch of ladies. And um, I just pray for your blessing on this episode. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Shan. So I'm so excited. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. And um, we would just love to, like, you're the holistic mom, you know? Mm-hmm. So just tell us, like, tell us about your story. I'm so excited to hear it. Yeah. Well, thanks for praying for us. I love that. Um, okay, so I am a wife of almost 13 years, mom to four kids. My oldest will be 11 next month. My next will be nine next month. And then I have a six-year-old and then a one that will be four next month. So I am um, just exited the toddler years and we are entering into those tween years and ladies, <laughs> it gets intense, um, fast. Um, but yeah, so I am a nurse as well. And I entered nursing as a career because I wanted to be a mom. I thought it was a really flexible, um, career and, you know, this is all my plan, right? This is what I drew up in my head. And, um, but thankfully God, um, directed me to a Christian college and I, um, took nursing there really to just get a degree, but quickly as I was in nursing, realized that it really was for me. Um, I've always been someone who 
um, loves to know the roots behind something. So when I, you know, if there's a situation or an argument, I'm like, well, what's underneath of that? Or what's, what's the root at that? And I always have been that way. Um, I'm very detailed in nature. And so you can't just tell me the surface of a story. I need to know all the under, underlying details. And that's how I was taught nursing, which I love. This nursing program taught you the holistic person and really the fact that we're mainly spiritual beings and then everything flows from that. And I had no idea that would, you know, be something I talked about today. But at that time, I, you know, just took that information in. I had never been in a nursing program. So I just, you know, took it as is. Then I enter the nursing world and realized that I thought differently than a lot of other nurses. And um, I knew there was something different. I didn't, still didn't know what God was going to do with that. And then I became a mom and uh, I wanted to just had the privilege really um, to put nursing on the back burner. And we just um, have my husband's income and was just wanting to be a stay-at-home mom. Like that was my dream. And it actually was really hard on my identity for a while because I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to be Shannon. I um, knew how to be a nurse. And um, so it was actually a full year where God taught me my kingdom identity and who I was in him. And it had nothing to do with being a mom. It had nothing to do with being a nurse. It had nothing even to do with being a wife. It was who he made me to be as his child. And that took me a year of wrestling that identity down. And um, so I'm grateful for that year. And then I, um, yeah, then I was able to be, you know, really come on along this, um, this journey with God and and full surrender. I had been a believer since I was like six or something, but um, it really wasn't until I became a mom that I really surrendered uh, my plans and my dreams and my um, way that I thought life was going to go um, to him. And then, you know, I've been on a, that journey for the past 10 years, I guess. And um, yeah, so being a mom, that was my plan and that's what happened. And then um, I postpartum with my third kid. Sorry, trying to remember. Postpartum with my third kid, I actually had struggled with this through all pregnancies, but with my third kid, it was very prominent and I was struggling with postpartum anxiety. And um I I don't know if I had full-blown panic attack, but it was more um it was on the verge, I will say. Um, and I guess maybe that's subjective. I don't know, but my experience was, I just call it postpartum anxiety and it was, um, really hard for that first few weeks of having my, um, my third postpartum. And it was when I decided I have to ask God about this, like, God, what do you say is going on inside my body and what do I do about it? And that's when he gave me four very clear actions to take. Right. And then I had to convey them to my husband and say, I need these things or I'm not well. I need you to help me with these things or I will not be well. <laughs> I feel like I'm losing my mind, um, literally. <laughs> and 
so yeah, then I went on this journey of um, really holistic wellness and it really brought me back to how I learned nursing and the body. And I, I had known this, it had been down in me this whole time, but until I experienced something that completely threw me off, I didn't know I was kind of operating in this belief. And so um, it was God reminding me like, I need you to pay attention to your whole life and all of you and not just, um, you know, the situation at hand. So anyway, I went on this, um, I had that third baby and then my fourth baby was during COVID and I, um, I was presented with a health and wellness project and I was not interested, <laughs> but I started taking this product. It's a natural supplement, started taking it and feeling amazing. And so I, um, again, I struggled with postpartum. Actually, I struggled with anxiety that entire pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And here I am, I have these tools that God gave me, but I was still struggling. And so come postpartum, I actually did take a medication um, to help. And, you know, it was COVID. There was a lot of other situations that happened. I actually lost my sister um, very early in postpartum. And it was awful time. Actually, the baby was, yeah, it was just, a, he was just a few months old. So it's a very awful time. And um, I'm actually grateful that I was on <laughs> that um, medication for a few months. And then I was like, okay, this isn't what I need to do. And so I started feeling better after taking this natural supplement and getting my wellness back and I had energy and I had, it turned into my best postpartum out of the four. It turned into, and this was at month five. So then I was feeling the best I ever had in since my twenties. Like I felt really great. And so I started sharing about it, talking about it naturally. And it turned into this health and wellness business where I started um, with this, with this uh, project, sharing this about the supplement. And that just turned into like, I 180, like I would never be talking on the podcast right now, how I was before 2020. Like I was just a different person. Um, I had no confidence. I, I struggled with anxiety, which definitely public speaking was not be anything I would do. Um, I struggled with a lot of things. Um, and slowly over the years, God just, he's like, first, we're going to work on confidence. And he worked on that. Next, we're going to work on courage. And we're going to work on that. And it was just so clear, like what God was doing. He was just making it clear for me. And I was um, just walking in obedience towards that. And then um, randomly, <laughs> someone out of the blue um, asked me to be on a podcast. And I was like, what? And so as I shared it with other people. Cause I was like, I got this really weird message from someone I don't even know. And I said, I'm going to be, uh, she asked me to be on a podcast. I'm not really sure what to say. I had several people, friends, family say, Oh, you should be on it. You're going to have your own podcast one day. And I'm like, what? <laughs> really? Don't, please don't say that out loud. Um, and so, yeah, that little nugget was planted in my head. I was in on about three podcasts at the time that in that season where God was just like building up this courage in me. And then I was still in my coaching, my wellness business. And I, on a whim was like, I, I want to do a holistic um, coaching challenge is what I called it. And I just, 
it was just, uh, I needed the accountability myself. I was in a um, season where I was, uh, you know, celebrating a little bit too much and not taking care of my body as I should. So I needed that accountability. And I was like, I need this. I'm just going to go out on a whim and um, open it up to my social media friends and ask if anyone wants to join me. And I called it a holistic wellness challenge. And I said, I can help you with any wellness area, not just physical, but this can be mental, emotional. And I just started sharing that and I shared it with my spiritual mentor. And um, I was like, I'm really excited about this thing that I have starting tomorrow. And I told her about it and she's like, oh, my spirit just leaped inside. This is completely anointed. And this is for you. This God's going to do big things in in this. And I was like, she's like, yeah. Um, And she prophesied over me and she's like, this is something that is going to go far. I see financial benefits to this. And, and I don't know if you as a listener believe in all that, but I, I do. And so I took that and I was like, okay, so, um, God, what do I do now? (laughs) And obviously, um, you have podcasting and you've been asking me to do podcasting for a long time and, and he just said, obey me. And so, um, it led me to starting my podcast in last October and coaching. And so here I am. And this is what I talk about is holistic wellness for moms. That's That's awesome. And I just, I mean, you definitely have the big mom hat, you know, to be wearing and you've been through so much in your postpartum phases and Mm -hmm. um, that transition from not being a mom to becoming a mom is, is a really big thing. And um, let's, let's kind of go into that a little bit, because I think that's something you know, that I want, I'd love for my listeners to reflect on for those who are moms being like, Oh, Hey, remember you used to be someone before and Mm -hmm. you still are the daughter of the King now, even as you are a mom. And then for those who are wanting a baby and haven't had one yet, it's important. Like I I talk a lot about, I'll just go into this really quick. And then we'll, I want to hear from you on this, um, this, fertility overview in the Bible, this theme of fertility in the Bible. And it starts with Eve. And um, in Genesis 3, 16, God says to the woman um, and to the woman, he said, I will multiply thy sorrow. I will multiply thy conceptions in sorrow that shall bring forth children. Thy desire shall be for thy husband and he shall rule over thee. And so what I, I like studied this hardcore with the Lord for months asking him, like, is this, is this the thing? Because there's a clear theme of infertility in the Bible. And there's a clear theme of women struggling with their fertility in the Bible and in today's world. And when we think back to Genesis 3, 16 and sorrow, um, I'll multiply thy sorrow. I will multiply thy conception. So I think there's a kind of a, a consequence outcome of our fertility and that verse that we're living in. And so one of the things I like to remind my girls who are so excited to have a baby one day is to remember um, that your struggles may not end after once you have or get pregnant and once you become a mom. Like it's not gonna solve all your problems. It's not gonna yeah. be this magical marker of like I'm a mom now and I'm completely happy and content and in my life and everything's perfect and beautiful. Like Like, I think we can idealize things in our heads. So I would love to hear about how you went from you were the nurse and then you became a mom and you were having some identity issues. So that would be an encouragement. Like, what did the Lord really work on you in that year that you said? 
Yeah. Um, he really, um, I remember just being in the word morning after morning. Um, I, at that season, it was during my say one child, it was during her first nap. And I just remember being in the word, um, for those two hours, just in a Bible study, um, in just in the word, but what, who do you say I am? And just asking him reveal to me who I am and really, really letting my mind know (laughs) and my heart believe that you are not your role. The, what you do is not who you are. And yes, you liked the the thought that you gained these skills and talents and abilities to be a nurse and you gained confidence in that over time. But the first day I became I was a nurse, I was not confident. So the fact that I was a nurse and over time I grew in confidence, then I could say proudly I am a nurse. But at first I I didn't say that confidently because I didn't really, um, I didn't believe it. (laughs) I was like, I can't believe I passed the boards. I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, you don't believe it. Really deep down in your head, you don't believe it. Um, Until you, over time, your brain and your heart connect and you believe it. And you start doing the action over and over. So then it became so much of who I was. And if someone asked you know, what do you do? Who are you? I'm a nurse. It was like my first thing. And he reminded me on that whole year. And it took that long because he wanted to tell me over and over, you are my child. You are not a wife. Because once you do that, once you put that role above who he made you, that's idolatry. And that's actually worshiping, um, that dream, that role that, um, we can even worship motherhood and, he is the only one that we're supposed to be worshiping. And so when we know that we're deep down, no, we are created for his glory and that our lives are supposed to reflect him. That is when we are, um, you know, living in our true identity. And he, he, you know, gives us these talents, gifts, abilities so that we can bring him glory not so we can worship them. And yeah, it's just a real struggle when you're like, but you gave me this desire in my heart to be a mom, to be a nurse. And now I am. And we just have to always go back to recentering our minds and our hearts because we are flesh and we are prone to worship and we're prone. We are made to worship and we're prone to worship our flesh and things of our flesh. And if we don't constantly renew our mind, in the truth and who God says that we are, then we can get tripped up really easily. So I think it's a, um, it, it, yeah. And it was a, also a surrender of, um, the child that he had given me to be like, okay, now I surrender this motherhood journey to you. And it, it was a, again, a constant thing that was not a, just one day decision. It was a constant surrender. So um. I'm like sitting here so convicted. I mean, that's like such a big thing to um, what you said of any role you put above who you are in Mm -hmm. Christ is idolatry. I'd never 
even thought about that before. Cause you know, like that, I mean, that's what, that's, I feel like what most people say when they say, tell me about yourself. You're like, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a nurse, like whatever, you know, but it's like, Mm -hmm. actually, no, like I, I am a servant of the most high God. Yeah. And yeah, whatever role he gives us on top of that is, is who we, is just what we do and what we're entrusted with, not who we are. Man. Yeah. And well, the world says we are what we say, we are what we have, and we are what we do, and we are what other people say about us. That's what the world says. So we constantly are heard, who are you? What do you do? Oh, I'm a nurse. I'm a mom. I'm a this. And the more we say it, the more we believe it, and we hear it all the time from the world. So unless we, um, you know, really keep renewing our mind with what God says about us. It is a constant battle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord brought to my mind when Jesus was in his 40 day fast and Satan came to tempt him. Yeah. Um, so in Matthew four ten it says, worship the Lord, your God and serve him only. And when, I don't know, God just revealed that to me in such a different way with how you said it of Um, We are to worship the Lord, our God and serve him only because in my head, I have thought many times of, okay, I serve the people who listen to my podcast. I serve my husband. I serve my children. I serve, you know, my friends. I serve my mom. I serve my dad, but, but I never want to put them above Christ. I should worship the Lord and serve him only. And whoever, whoever he gives me to serve that's a responsibility from the Lord as a, um, as a worker of his kingdom, as a daughter. Yeah. So, right. And it's so hard as a mom to not, um, idolize motherhood. Uh, right. we put so much of our service, our servant's heart into it, but, um, that, I mean, God, because he gave that as a command and have no other gods before me, um, I know it's possible. So I'm like, God, this seems hard, but I know you're going to change my heart and you're going to change my heart for only you. And, um, I remember when I first got married and, um, I remember them saying in pre-marriage counseling and then other, other books that I read on marriage, you know, that first year, that's all I read was about marriage and everything was like, do not, God goes above your husband. And Mm -hmm. I was literally like, how, how? Because I love him so much and I love God too. But how does this look practically? How are you telling me? I mean, I got to cook him food. I got to serve. I'm with him 24 seven. How can I put God above him? And it, it it looks like that. Like it doesn't probably look like that to anyone, maybe in my heart, but it didn't really in my heart. Cause I was like thinking about my husband 24 seven. I was not thinking about God. What do you want me to do today? I was thinking, what does my husband want to eat for dinner today? Uh, I got this brand new husband. I want to cook him a great meal. What does he want to, you know, like I was always thinking about him. And yeah. so that, that was the first time I was like, okay, I say I love God more than anything and that he's my number one, but really my life's not looking like it. And then when you become a mom, same thing. It happened all over again. Oh, because then you got used to marriage, right? And then you're like, oh, okay, I'm good. God and I are good now. <laughs> Me and my husband, not so good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, you learn. You learn over time how to prioritize 
your, your, like, it's really just God changing your heart to say, God, I want this marriage to glorify you and honor you. How do we do that? And then listening to what he tells you to do and he'll tell you. So, you know, all the things we're not, there's a lot, but, and then for motherhood, it comes up again and you're like, gosh, I have this brand new baby. I love with my entire being. How do I put you God first? How do you keep you first? We hear that cliche statement all the time, like God first, then family, then your work. And it's like, that sounds really nice, but my, I mean, how do you do that? I mean, family's up here, then God. And like, so we really have to take that self-reflective moment and say, am I putting God above my family? Because as everything out of service to God, and then it flows to my family, or is everything out of service to my family, and then God's in the mix. So Mm -hmm. it is just a honest moment with God and constant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of the book. um, It's by brother Lawrence. It's called the practice of the presence of God. And he was someone who like, he washed dishes for a living and he, he had these like amazing, he had this amazing constant correspondence with the Lord and this amazing relationship with the Lord, which I feel like is very relevant for anyone who is a young mom, um, because quiet times are hard, you know, those luxurious, long, quiet hours, but, um, but to have that ongoing conversation with him. So um, to wrap up, I'd love to hear, you said that you love to discuss belief cards, and I feel like that would be a great little bow on this episode, um, with what we've been talking about with identity and all that. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. And so, okay. I'm going to share a little bit more about my testimony, um, in this, when I became, when I entered that health and wellness business, I was having a talk with one of my mentors and she said, um, I'm really feeling like you are confident in a lot of things, but you are not confident in yourself. And as that was hard for me, I was in tears. I was like, well, what do I do with that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And talk to God about it. And she was right because like I said before, I had grown in confidence in nursing I had grown in confidence in motherhood after all those years, but I had never worked on confidence in myself. Um, I knew who God said that I was. I knew that he said I was his child and that I was not my roles, but I still didn't have confidence in who he made me to be and things that he put inside of me and the qualities he put inside of me, I was still so doubtful of that. I was a lot of insecurity. And so I had to work on that confidence. And she gave me that great mentor of mine, gave me this idea of belief cards. And she said, I want you to write down your lie. And I'll tell you, one of my very first lies was, I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good wife and I'm not a good friend. And those were things that I really believed and lived under. I said a lot and I had to just write the opposite and say, I am a good mom. I am a good wife and I'm a good friend and sister was in there. (laughs) And, um, and I had to say them on repeat until I believed them. So I'll tell you that is what we call belief cards. And that's why I call it that. But 
what it is scientifically, because I love to get some science and the roots behind everything here, is that we have something, it's our brain, and at the base of our brain is our brainstem, and in your brainstem is your reticular activating system, RAS for short, and where that, what that is, is your autopilot, so everything passes through there, so everything you see, hear, touch, everything is information, and it runs through there first, which I think is so like God, that it's not in the front of our brain. Cause I would think, oh, it's going to pass through. Everything's got to pass through. It's going to be the front of our brain, but no, it's at the root. It's at the root system of your brain. It's just so cool. And it plays this critical role in your behavior, in your um, attention, your focus, your arousal, your consciousness, everything passes through there. And it says whether you as a human being are going to pay attention to it, whether your brain knows whether to pay attention to this information, what you saw, touched, whatever, or whether you just let it go and it's nothing to you, right? It doesn't mean anything to you. And the thing about this is we have these neural pathways. So it's a bunch of neurons together and they create these pathways. So if it is something that you pay attention to, you act out in that. So you say, oh, I... I notice that I hear that information and now I'm going to have an action because my brain knows that I have a neural pathway for that. And then I'm going to act out that. And that is you acting out your beliefs. So what is a belief? A belief is a repeated thought and a repeated thought. And we have thoughts all the time, but we don't always have repeated ones. Repeated ones are the ones that have the neural pathways. They have, I'd like to think of it as like, well, it's literally a root, but like, it's like a ditch. And every time you hear that negative thought, it digs deeper and deeper and deeper. And so it's really what you believe. And you can say, okay, I'm a good mom, but what you believe, what that neural pathway that's in there, in your brain says, I'm not a good mom. So you can try and think all you want, brain, think that I'm a good mom, but it can't. It's only focused on the negative. So um, there's such good news in this, and God is so gracious that we can change these neural pathways. We can actually reprogram our brains. And like I said, we can't just reprogram our brains and say, think something different, brain. We actually have to tell our brains what to think, and we have to change our thoughts. So you are in control of your thoughts, and you can change them by simply knowing your truth and saying it out loud. You have to tell your brain what new neuropathway to create, and then you have to do it on repeat. So we sometimes think, um, you know, we can hear truth at church and we can hear it from the pastor and say, yeah, that's, that's good. I'm, I believe that truth. Um, we can like right now we're in a series at church called abide. And so he's been saying every week, I am a beloved child of God. You are a beloved daughter of God. You are a beloved son of God. If that person does not go home and tell themselves that over and over that it's literally not even going through their RAS. It is like, just going bouncing off because they don't believe it. They have this neural pathway that's already been built. And I created this simple thing where you like, I have 
I have no cards and I write my, um, I might write the lie sometimes. And then just definitely the truth, the word of truth. And then my statement that I'm going to say, so I am a good wife. Literally that's the one on top. I am a good wife, mom, leader, friend, and sister, but not a perfect one. And I trust God that he is perfect, not me. So that is my belief card. And so you say it at least twice a day until you build these new pathways. And so we have common ones and we have common ones that um, that we think as women, that we think as moms and that society tells us, that culture has told us and that you don't even realize are under there. So really the first step, the first step is finding out what the lie is and that is getting into the roots. So, um, I did not know I was not confident. I had no idea. I thought I was, I thought I was okay, but she said, I see that you're not confident. And I had to find out where that came from and I had to work my way in. So that's actually part of my coaching that I do is I help women find, get down into their roots and find out where that lie started, where it's coming from, and then the truth that you need to rewrite it. That's cool. That's awesome. I feel like that is such a very practical, doable thing. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to challenge my girls. Like you just heard her talk about that and explain it. And you might just go about your day and be like, oh, that's nice. But I'm going to challenge you to not do that. Like that's like golden information right there. And again, that's another gift of knowledge that you now know you have the opportunity to change those neural pathways. So will you allow the Lord to, um, tug on your heart and will you be obedient? And I'm talking to myself too. Like, am I going to be obedient to, <laughs> um, to writing that out and saying it? Cause that's, that's, it's so huge. So, yeah. And then it, it really is, um, like you said, we can say that we're going to do it or be like, that's a really good thought, but actually following through with that action. Um, I like to say intentions is a hill of beans. And unless you have accountability, you're probably not going to do it. Um, you might do it for a little bit. So if you ever want accountability in that, let me know. Um, we also have a, um, a Facebook group where we post our things in there um, our account for extra accountability, because we all need that extra dose of accountability. Now for me, when I did this, my mentor, she had me share my belief cards with her and asked me, did you say your belief cards today? Did you say them today? I had someone and that is the only reason I continue to do them. And mm -hmm. that's, and so I credit her to holding me accountable and helping me change those pathways. So yeah. find someone to help you. Yeah, that's huge. Um, so Shan, can you tell us where, where folks can find you? I'll share your information in the show notes. Um, but where's the best place to find you and get connected with you? Oh, okay. Well, I have my podcast called Holistic Moms and I have a, um, Instagram, the Shan Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. And I, do have, I'll, I'll just give you my coaching link to put in the show notes. I don't have um, a website per se, but there's a way you can book me for coaching. And I do have um, a Facebook group as well, where we, where, where us holistic moms chat. Awesome. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, I think this will be a big blessing and a lot of things to wrap our minds around today. So I really yeah. appreciate sharing and, and coming on here. So yeah, thank you for having me. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Okay, girl, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts? Literally just pause this, scroll on down, click write a review, and I promise it'll take two seconds, well, maybe like 25 seconds, and it would bless me so much to see what you thought about this episode and to hear your feedback. And also, if you could share this in a quick text message to the friend or family member that you were thinking of while listening to this episode, that would be awesome. It just lights me up to know that this podcast is helping you and other people. And girl, I pray that your progesterone is awesome. I'll meet you back next Thursday for another episode. Have a blessed day.